When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso, coming to you from Alaska. How's everybody feeling? How you living? How you learning? How you loving? How is your life? I hope you are doing your best and you're really actually putting your best foot forward. You know what? Fuck that. Put your worst foot forward if you need to. Just make sure it's in your house and then put your best foot forward when you leave your house. Try that. Try that. Let me know how it works out. Also try going to my YouTube page, clicking subscribe youtube.com forward slash jesse may peluso you know the drill join the fun and the fun continues on patreon we're adding extra podcast episodes we've got bong and movie over there we're doing weeds day after parties we were doing weeds day but then i could not raise the funds i wanted to raise with the platform that Patreon allows. So Weeds Day is going to stay on Instagram and Facebook for now so I can raise money for Alzheimer's awareness. And then we're doing an after party on the Patreon page. So check that out, patreon.com forward slash Paluso. And then as always, if you want to hire your girl for a cameo, do it. Book me on Cameo. I'm making custom videos, whatever you need, however you want it, except for holes and inappropriate things. You know, let's keep it cute. You can go to Cameo. You can book a whole bunch of different people. They've got athletes and artists and musicians. I think Sugar Ray did the video that made Cameo sort of get on the map. (laughs) I think he broke up with somebody. (laughs) I don't know if I would do that. There's your challenge. I am not sure I would do that. But speaking of breakups, my birthday's coming up. That has nothing to do with a breakup. But my birthday's coming up September 16th. Come see me live. I'm celebrating it in one of my favorite places, Vancouver, British Columbia, with one of my favorite people, Mr. Leo Flowers. I will be at the House of Comedy, a brand new club there in Vancouver. Check us out this weekend. Celebrate my birthday. If you bring treats, make sure they're organic. If you bring weed, I love sun-grown weed. Anything you bring, just know I'm a health conscious bitch, but I also like weed and wine. So, you know, I'm balanced as well. I'm a balanced bitch. Come through. The shows are going to be so much fun. Please bring your friends. Tell everybody it's going to be a great time. And then the following weekend, September 23rd through the 27th, I will be in Edmonton at West Edmonton Mall with my brother, Marty Caproni. Check that out. Wide Open Tour continues. JessieMay.com for tickets. And Girl Tour is open. We are doing our first live podcast, October 9th. Carly Aquilino Aquilino and I will be at the City Winery in NYC. Check us out. Our new podcast, Girl, is available exclusively on Patreon for right now. 
There is talks of us possibly opening it, opening it up at the end of the year, beginning of maybe beginning of 2022. But for now, it is a Patreon exclusive podcast. Girl, G-Y-R-L. That's available on patreon.com forward slash G-Y-R-L. And we release episodes every week and exclusive content as well. It's so much fun. I'm so happy Carly and I finally came together to make this happen. And we're bringing it on the road. Girl Tour is commencing. Our first stop will be in New York City. Go to jessiemay.com for those tickets as well. There's a live stand-up and a live podcast, so make sure you just differentiate between which show you want to come see. And we're going to have merch, VIP, meet and greets, and all of that good stuff. So thank you guys ahead of time for your support. I appreciate it so much. In this episode, we get into just a regular Sharp Tongue podcast, old school episode, just me chilling in my haunted hotel room in Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska, and answering your phone calls. We haven't done that in a while. Just wanted to get back to you guys and show some love to my fans. So if you'd like to call into the podcast, you can call us at 513-916-0930. And let's get into this episode with me. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey everybody. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. You've already heard that part. I'm in my haunted hotel room at Historic Anchorage Hotel. That's what we're where we're at. We're at the historic Anchorage Hotel. If you're watching this, yes, I am the shiny, and it does look like I have a dick in my forehead. I realize that I have a shine spot in the shape of a rather a rather well endowed man on my forehead, and that's just my truth that I'm living in. So enjoy it and bask in all the glory that is my Sicilian sheen on my forehead. I am in Alaska. We had a great weekend of shows. Thank you to everybody who came out and to Mr. Leo Flowers for killing it. It was amazing. We adventured so hard. You know, normally Marty and I nature so hard and and Leo and I natured just as hard. I love naturing hard on the weekends when I go out. It's my third weekend of my wide open tour. This week I will be in Vancouver at the New House of Comedy in British Columbia. Cheers, everybody. So that will be exciting. It's also my birthday weekend. So there's a lot going on. And it's also my first birthday without both of my parents alive. So I'm in a little bit of a whirlwind. This is not a grief episode. So don't worry. We're not going to get too sad and too deep. We'll do that next time. But mm, I just had to Google how to open a bottle of wine without a wine key. And lo and behold, some white lady showed me how to do it on YouTube and I'll be darned if it didn't fucking work on the first try. I just shoved a butter knife 
into the bottle and shove the cork down. What hotel doesn't have a wine key is what I want to know. You know, I'm not a, a huge drinker, but you guys know I love to enjoy a glass of wine or a joint when I do this podcast because it feels like I'm hanging out with my friends. All, you know, thousands of you that listen to this podcast. Yeah, I want to have a little cocktail and enjoy it with you. Whatever you're doing cleaning your house, uh, hiding from your husband in your she shed, hiding from your wife in your man cave, you know, um, in between classes, maybe you're working the graveyard shift and I'm in your ears right now. However you enjoy me, I want to enjoy you too. So that's why I like to have a glass of wine. I got this from one of the clubs that I performed at in Alaska. You know, sometimes we forget that if we don't ask, the answer will always be no. So I asked for a glass of wine on my way out of the, it was a bar venue that we were performing at. So I asked for a glass of wine because I'm a grown ass bitch. And then I thought, well, I'm a boss ass bitch, so I'm gonna get a bottle. And I asked for a bottle and they gave me a bottle because that's, you know, what you do in life. Sometimes you have to ask for things. It's the only way you get them. So you have to learn how to do that for yourself. And I'm still learning how to do that. Now I'm a grown-up girl without her parents, so I really have to step my game up when it comes to asking for things and being an adult, and it's fucking exhausting. I have to be honest, it's exhausting. And being on the road is tiring. Look, don't get me wrong. It is so fun doing what I do. I love it. I mean, if you can watch the video right now, I'm in a cozy little fucking Alaskan pullover. I've got socks up with pants I'm you guys know I settle right into my environment I'm very adaptable but it is tiring and I think I think I'm tired because of all the emotions that I'm going through this is not a grief survival guide episode but I'm always going through it so I have to talk about it but we're not gonna get sad um that's what happens if you drink a whole bottle of wine one glass makes you happy a whole bottle you're like (laughs) you make ugly face (laughs) But we've been having so much fun here in Alaska. I have to be honest. We did shows in Kenai. I believe that's what we call it. And, you know, everyone told us how Alaska was God's country. And we drove along the coast and it was absolutely beautiful. And then we got to Kenai and we stayed in a motel where the doors opened up to the fucking parking lot. And it went from like old, it went from God's country to no country for old men real quick. We stepped right out from our rooms into the flatbeds of locals' trucks, and it felt right. It felt right. But the landscape here in Alaska is absolutely beautiful. It is breathtaking. And you say it to the locals, and they know it, but they're like, yeah, 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 but it's Alaska. Like, they love Alaska, but it's Alaska. But then the moment you're like, oh, this kind of reminds me of Seattle, or this kind of reminds me of Colorado, they're like, they ain't got shit on us. Well, you just were kind of complacent about your landscape. The moment I made it a challenge, you were like, well, wait a minute. Fucking Colorado ain't got shit on Anchorage. And I have to be honest, it is beautiful here. And um, we were put up at the historic Anchorage Hotel, which is an Alaskan word for haunted. This is a famously haunted hotel. I myself have not experienced anything. Thank God. I think these ghosts can sense my sorrow and they decided to move the fuck on. 
They're like, this bitch doesn't need to be scared anymore. She's already going through her own shit. So, oh, God, my throat's making noises. I almost kicked my glass of wine down. I, I, <laughs> I have to be honest, though. You guys know how much I love horror movies. If you don't, I fucking love horror movies. So much so that my assistant just sent me a link for this financial company that is offering money to pay people to watch horror movies. And not that I need the money, but I love having motivation. So I'm signing up. And, and, and Debbie's signing up too. It just sounds like fun and I like the challenge. I'll put the link in the show notes. I got I to gotta make notes as I go along because I don't have anybody here producing with me. But I'm going to make a little show note here that we're going to put the link, <laughs> the horror movie link. Oh, there goes my God darn throat again. What is going on? What the heck is happening? It's like the Alaskan air is clearing out all of the toxicity that the lower 48 has put into my body. That's what they call us, by the way, up here, guys, in Alaska. They call us the lower 48. Might as well call us the people under the stairs. What makes us lower besides geography? Because I feel like it's a little bit of a jab. Are we lower? Really? Because I think we're pretty fantastic. We're your foundation. There is no building up without a foundation, okay? We're your support group, Alaska. Don't you fucking forget it. But I really do think Alaska, Alaska should secede from the states and make their own country. Because it's that beautiful up here. And, and you guys know we while out down below. Up here, there's, they got like 30 days a night. They have vampires. Keep that shit to yourself. Put, put a hard line in the sand and keep that shit to yourself. You know, we don't need any of that. We don't want any of your Alaskan vampires coming down to our lower 48. I will say that driving along the coast and and seeing the scenes is very calming. It has a very calming effect. There's so much land out here. It is fucking freezing. That's like an understatement. And you guys are probably going to look at the weather and be like, well, it's only 60. But when you're used to California and you adapt quick, you get acclimated to the weather real quick. You go into a new climate. It's, it affects you. That's Your body acclimates on purpose so that you can start to live within that specific ecosystem so that your body can adjust and it can stay healthy within that area. That's why you adapt so fast and acclimate. So I'm not a, I'm not a bitch. I'm just chilly. Girls are always chilly, right? We're always chilly, hungry, and right. That's that's what we are. I tweeted that years ago, and it went like fucking viral. Girls were like, "Yes, Queen, yes." I have been humbled because yesterday our amazing tour, aka tour manager, I say that lightly. She's my marketing girl, Michelle, and Leo's girlfriend, Michelle. She's amazing, Michelle Weinstein. She does all my marketing for me. She's on the trip with us. She coordinated for us to go on a glacier tour, which proceeded to be an eight-hour commitment, which is fine. You know, so often when I'm on the road, and a lot of comedians experience this as well, we don't really get out. We don't get out as much as we should. And a lot of us stay in our hotel rooms, and that sort of stagnant, existence on the road is what's really exhausting. Leo and I were talking about this. That's what really makes you tired is your lack of mobility, your lack of movement, your lack of exploring and getting out there and naturing so hard. So we were like, yeah, fuck yeah. After five shows, let's go and adventure a little bit. So 
we drove, I think it was like a three hour drive just to Whittier. I could be wrong. It felt like three hours. Um, we went through a tunnel that they carved in the mountain that leads to Whittier. That is the only way in and out of Whittier and the tunnel closes. So like, if you don't make it out in time, bitch, you moved to Whittier. You just moved in. So we did an amazing tour with 26 glaciers. I don't know if that's how many we saw. We are in, it's a, a glacier recession era right now. It's the time where the glaciers are receding back from the water, which terrifies me. I know there's a natural ebb and flow with glaciers, just like water. But to hear it receded, I thought it was rude. It should have checked my tour dates and known I was coming to town to see it. And it should have been like, hey, girl, I'm here. Let me glacier so hard. Let me let me show up for you. But we saw orcas. We saw sea lions. We saw um, otters. It was like sea lions and otters and whales. Oh, my. That's literally what we experienced. And it was amazing to see these glaciers that are carrying ice from just so many years ago when none of us were here. That's how old the ice is. I'm not going to get scientific because I don't have the actual stats. But the ice is old as fuck. And fuck is old. That's a scientific term. It just was really humbling to see how big these glaciers were. Fucking enormous. And the views were amazing. And then I kept having uh, anxiety loop of people falling over the edge of the boat and I had to go back inside. <laughs> do you guys ever do that where you like should be enjoying something, but you're thinking of all the ways it could go wrong instead. And then you end up ruining your own time. That's the reason why I don't hold babies. Cause I envision dropping them all the time. Not that I want to. I just am like, what if I do? And then I'm the bad guy. Well, you shouldn't have handed me something so blubbery in the first place. You did this to us. I didn't do this to us. I was just trying to bond with your baby from afar. That's how I feel about every scenario I go into. I'm like, oh, God, what if we hit one of the icebergs? I'm like that lady on, on Bridesmaids who's sitting next to Kristen Wiig. She's like, oh, God, these go down all the time. You know, it's just you, you're just totally, totally thinking of everything. You're Debbie Downer. You're <laughs> not you, Deb, but, but the, the saying Debbie Downer, you are just over dramatizing the scenario you're an alarmist I do that sometimes when it comes to these events I've tried to get better at it you know anxiety is, is something to wrangle it's a beast you have to learn how to wrangle and I've learned that I am prone to anxiety I definitely am a high functioning high like hypertension type of person I have a lot I function up here I function on a hyperactivity level, not hypertension. I'm at hyperactivity. I'm very hyperactive. And that's exhausting. It, that the, the amount of brain power you expel stressing and having anxiety is what really exhausts me as a person. So when people see, like when I hang out with people and, you know, whatever, like even just going on this glacier tour, which is exhausting in of, in of itself and the weekend of shows we just did pile on the fact that I'm still grieving the loss over my two parents. My parents are dead. And then the added stress 
and energy it takes to have the anxiety I have. I don't know if people understand how exhausted I get. So I have to take extra time and really extra care of myself to make sure that I am giving my body and my mind time to recuperate from stressing about people falling overboard and glaciers snapping off and a wave coming over and capsizing this tour boat. (laughs) The struggles, the struggles to be somebody with a hyperactive brain. But luckily, because I've had such amazing people on this show, I am itching under my leg, just the meat right before my butt cheek. It's probably fleas from this chair or ghosts coming through the curtains, tickling my ass that's making me itch. I've been lucky enough to have amazing doctors and resources at my disposal on this show, on this podcast specifically. You know, people like Dr. Daniel Amen and Dr. Um, Dina Glantonio and... We've had um, Dr. Langer from Lenox Hill Hospital on Netflix. We've had all these people who are able to sort of quantify what I'm going through on a medical level and give me medical grade advice that I have slowly implemented into my life. And it's been hard. It's been difficult, you know, learning and putting a label on why I've learned the way I've learned for so long. I have ADD, which I always just threw away. People say it all the time. Oh, I definitely have ADD. Mm, You might, you might not, you know, you could just be distracted easily. You know, I literally, the way my brain works, even just talking on a podcast can be difficult for me to focus and, and work with one subject and actually complete my sentences, but I'm working on it every day. And the first thing I've learned about ADD is that diet is crucial. As I reach for my wet red wine, my wed wine, my red wine, diet is crucial. Diet is 90% of the health game, I think. Don't quote me on that. Those are my own statistics. Because mood creates, food creates your mood. You know, so much of what you eat dictates how you're going to feel. And... How you're going to feel is also going to affect however you act and react. So if you're someone like me who has ADD and it's hard enough to focus, you can't eat sugary foods. You can't eat trash. You can't eat foods that don't have any nutritional value. Some people can. For some reason, I read men have an easier time metabolizing just about anything, you know, like dairy and, and sweets and things like that. Men can traditionally metabolize a little bit easier than women. And it may have to do with the way we process our emotions. You know, men are better at, you know, they have an easier time with perception and coordination and women have an easier time with like planning and intuition. So we're so different when it comes to our physiology, just on a gender level, that when you add in any sort of existent diagnosis like ADD or whatever it is, that adds an extra layer to how you, uh, you know, how, how your body and, and what you put into your body, how that's going to affect you. So the, the cleaner I eat, the cleaner I think. But a bitch loves cake. I haven't had it in so long. You know, and even wine sometimes, like I'm realizing, you know, you guys know I've had a long time struggle with red wine. I love red wine. I've never had any issues. You know, I have a glass or two 
every so often a few i used to have like a glass every night and then maybe two glasses every night especially during the year of losing my dad and quarantine fucking forget it it was fucking it was that was my dinner and with my mom you know a little tequila a little red wine i'm not gonna lie I'm not gonna lie i'm not saying it's right i'm not saying it's wrong i'm just saying it is what i did but even wine I've had issues with. There's one memory I have of my mom. For some reason, I think I grew a little bit of an allergy to the red wine. I think it's the tannins. I think it's the skin. That's often what people react to. And it doesn't really happen with rosé. It doesn't really happen with white wine. But I love red wine. And I remember a couple years ago, I was on the phone with my mom when this allergy first started to kick in. And the allergies just like I would have two glasses of red wine. And the next morning, I felt like I had a whole bottle. And my head would be throbbing and I felt nauseous and sick. And you'd think a person would be like, well, I'm not going to have any more. I just kept going because I didn't know what it was. ADD also makes it hard for you to focus. So just as quickly as I'm like, oh, something's wrong with me. I'm just like, was that a bug? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's literally like that. It's like, yeah, I really need to figure out this allergy. Do you guys want to go get a burrito? Like, it's just the quickest fleeting thought. But I was on the phone with my mom uh, one morning on a walk with my dogs feeling like trash. Like, mom, God, I feel like trash. I had, I think it's red wine. Yeah. I started to like add it all up and I was like, there's something going on. I I think it's a red wine. I, I, I can't, I don't know what to do. You know, I, I just can't drink red wine anymore. It's really messing me up. It's, it's, it's gotta be the wine. And she goes, hun, Switch to white. <laughs> Not maybe you should stop. This bitch, my ride or die, no pants, Nance said switch to white. And if I liked white, I would. So I might have to switch to rose. Meet me in the middle, you know? For Nance. Meet me in the freaking middle. For her. But uh, you know, the point is, is that everyone struggles with something and the ADD is real. It is something I think about every day, not on a stressful level. I mean, not too much. I'm like, oh my God, am I going to be able, what if I have a kid? Am I going to lose it? Cause I'm like, look, there's a rainbow. I, you know, all these thoughts come into my mind, but the main thing I'm focused on is the now, the present, you know, just making it through the day and planning myself, planning my days planning my execution of my days so that I'm able to actually complete things. And it's very hard. You know, I went to Dr. Daniel Amon to get scans. I want to say like over six months ago, and there's things I still have to do to incorporate, to create a routine for myself that I have not done yet. And he texts me and his um, coworkers text me and email me to keep me on, on course. And I, uh, it's something that I really need to work on. But, you know, sometimes you just have to realize that a lot is going on. And and it's made me want to look into the effects of ADD on grief and vice versa. So I figured that that's going to be our next Grief Survival Guide miniseries episode is the effects of ADD and, and grief and, and how those two things correlate. Because I feel like I'm battling both and I sometimes I don't know which one's driving the ship. So it's just an interesting dive into the psychology of ADD and 
the I guess existent science of what's going on with grief because it's such a personal experience and it would be interesting to see if there is any correlation if there is any effect cause and effect with that situation for myself so look look forward for that guys so you can keep yourself focused so you can cry in a fitting room appropriately speaking of crying in a fitting room we've got some fan phone calls a bunch of text messages a ton of phone calls we have about 20 phone calls that that you guys left us and not gotten back to yet ADD is real. Now that I have an excuse, I'm going to use COVID and ADD for the rest of my life. Uh, Let's dig into it. This is from Ryan from Clearwater, Florida. (laughs) Ryan from Clearwater, Florida. If you date a girl for two months and hang out on a weekly basis and do all the good shit people do with your lady, and then she out of nowhere says she is too busy to see you anymore, LOL, is she seeing someone else? (laughs) Haha, it sucks. Was all into her too. Have fun. Well, there's a lot going on here, Ryan, because we don't know what was really going on in the situation, in the relationship. Two months is pretty fresh. You know, some people dive right in. I've done that myself. Fools rush in, they say. And some people dive right in and you expect people to love you the way you love them and you expect to get the same as you give and all these expectations and all these assumptions are made. And that's what really hurts us more than the other person. She could have very well been giving you signs that you weren't aware of because of your own perception of the situation based on your past experiences. She could have very well been telling you exactly what it was, but you just refused to acknowledge that and accept it because you wanted something else. And so often we create our own realities based off of that. So often we refuse to look at what's in front of us and force something else into the situation and scenario. I'm not saying that's what's going on with you. I only want to bring it up for you to keep your mind and your heart open to that possibility. And it it could be that she changed her mind. People do that. Here's the reality. We will lose everything we have. We will lose everything we have from our jewelry right down to the people we love. So this could be an opportunity for you to get more comfortable with loss. Something that my therapist, Breck Costin, has taught all the people who go to him, all of his patients and clients. I, I really, you know, have learned a lot from him. And he says you have to and you have to strengthen your relationship with loss. You have to get comfortable with loss. And so, you know, this it, this was just a two month thing. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. Obviously it wasn't meant to go longer than that. The other reality is that most of the relationships we have are a vessel into another era of our life. That meaning we're going to have many of them, which subsequently means we're going to lose a lot of them. And rightfully so. A lot of them were toxic, let's be honest. And I might be projecting, but I know a lot of you can connect with that. A lot of these motherfuckers weren't worth the coochie juice you wasted on them. And vice versa. But when it comes to this chick, maybe she did get too busy. Is that so bad? A woman being busy? Go ahead, girl. Get after it. I think instead of you wondering why or what or any of that, maybe step back and look at how you approach a scenario and see if there's any way that you made it harder on yourself by 
having expectations from her and and having making assumptions as to what the scenario was. And that's not to say you can't expect things from people, but that has to be communicated. It can't be something that we just do on our end and not communicate it to the other person. You also have to make requests. You have to make requests for yourself. You can't assume people are going to give you what you want because you know what you're worth. No, you have to demand it. You have to you have to state it. This is what I need from you. And also you have to know what you need from a relationship. Really. So John Ryan from Clearwater, do you know what you need? That's your first question. And the other question for you is, how did you contribute to this scenario? You know, where did you add in a place where, you know, you, you, you put it on her instead of you? And if she's busy, let the bitch be busy. Hopefully it's not with one of your friends. Godspeed. I didn't need to say that. That was rude. It was just for fun. Okay, let's get some voicemails here. Let's see what we got. I can't. Look, I don't know what these are going to be. We haven't screened them, so let's just dig in. Hey, Jessamay. Marcus from Milwaukee here. Just calling to say what a huge fan I am. I've been a fan of you since about 2009, if that's possible. Uh, anyway, I have a question for you. I know it's a stretch. I know it's short notice. But my cousin Derek's quinceanera is in two weeks at Tacos Tijuana. Um, we were hoping maybe if you were in the Milwaukee area, you could pop up, maybe throw a custard pie at, you know, throw it at his face or like shoot him with Nerf darts or, um, even DJ. Um, but yeah, if you're in Milwaukee, Tacos Tijuana on Lincoln Boulevard and Tasmanian Street, holler at your boy. You can hit me up at Marcus is the baddest boy known to man. 333 at yahoo.com. All right, girl. Oh, wow. I, you know, Marcus, I got to be honest. I really would love to make it to your cousin Derek's quinceanera at, uh, I believe it was Tacos Tijuana on Lincoln Boulevard. <laughs> I'm so busy that day. This, I, I really don't even want to know who this person is because they call often and leave messages akin to that where it's just ridiculous and I look forward to them and for some reason I thought quinceaneras were solely for girls I could be wrong and this is probably totally naive of me but again I'm not somebody who celebrates quinceaneras so I don't know everything shocker but for some reason I thought it was only for girls do boys also celebrate quinceaneras if so happy birthday to Derek you know happy birthday to him Hey, Jesse, May, it's Michael, just worried about you and hoping that you're well. Got your message across the internet regarding your doctor visit, I believe it was. Anyhow, hope you're well. Take care of you. Hope you're not overdoing yourself. Anyways, much love. Bye-bye. Look at that. You guys actually care about my well-being and not just if I show up for shit. That's really kind. I did have to take care of a little bit of health before I went out on the road. It's funny, you know, we get that episode or we get that message and I'm talking about literally 
learning how to not overdo it and how to take care of myself. (laughs) But it's something that I think has been so underrated in our culture where we're just go, 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 go. Oh, you know, I'm not going to sleep is for pussies. And, you know, I actually had one of my someone on my team say there's no such thing as work life balance. And I don't believe that at all. I think you definitely have to have a drive and a hunger. And I'm really learning to navigate through these. As Leo Flowers, one of his favorite words is unprecedented. I'm really learning how to navigate through these unprecedented waters in my life right now. Being this person without her parents and coming out of the quarantine and everything that's been going on. It's also new for me. And at the same time, balancing and managing a career that is very time consuming. So I appreciate it. It sounded in, it sounded very real. So thank you so much, Michael. Come see a show. Come out to a show. I think you're a Patreon. If you guys want to join my Patreon, we do Weeds Day after parties. It's the after party now because I can't raise funds on Weeds Day on Patreon because of the way the interface is set up with the platform. And the whole point is to raise funds for Alzheimer's awareness. So we are moving it right back to Instagram where I can do Weeds Day Live and raise money right there. And we're doing an after party on Patreon. That will happen this Wednesday as well, which is tomorrow. So check it out. Join my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. We also do BAM, which is Bong a Movie. And we do smoke sessions on Sundays once in a while. So check it out in, in extra podcast episodes, bonus episodes. Let's get another one. Are you married? What? Did you guys understand that? Let's try it again. Are you married? Am I married? Yeah, girl. To Michael Keaton and Brad Pitt. You didn't know? I was married to John Stamos, but we had to end it. Our careers, we were too busy. We were way too busy. But then I I married Michael Keaton for support and Brad Pitt for fun. We're basically Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So thank you. Thank you for asking if someone loves me. They don't, but one day. Yes, mm-hmm. man. Uh, you're, my question is, you're awesome. No, you're awesome. But uh, that, this isn't important, but interesting. You have a 513 prefix. So I want to answer from Cincinnati and put the dealio in there. Yeah, before you guys call, you might want to get whatever you're going to say in order. And, you know, sir, I don't know. It sounded like you were either drunk or maybe just woke up. I don't know. You had no question. You're in, we, the only thing I know is that you're in Cincinnati, which is an issue in of itself. Hey, my name's Nicole Huber. I'm looking to get my boyfriend's first tattoo covered up. Um, I saw your show on Netflix, Tattoo Redo. If you could give me a call back or let me know your response. Thank you. I love this bitch is just trying to book an appointment. She's trying to book an appointment. She's like, hey, can I can I get my boyfriend in a cover up, cover up his tattoo on Tuesday? And it sounds like the tattoo has to do with whatever girl he was with before because she did not sound happy. Right? Didn't she have like a little edge to her voice? Listen again. Hey, my name's Nicole Huber. I'm looking to get my boyfriend's 
first tattoo covered up. Um, I saw your show on Netflix, Tattoo Redo. If you could give me a call back or... Yeah, she's not happy about it. She's not happy about the tattoo. She's like, yep, uh, we want to get... We were trying to wrap this up real quick. Can we get the tattoo... Uh, let's scoochie it off as soon as possible. Okay. We need to just get rid of this son of a bitch right quick. Good luck with that. I, I myself don't personally book the people who are on the show. Although the executive producer and I are going to have to do something about fielding all of the emails and DMs that I've gotten. I'm sure the other tattoo artists are inundated with the same. But maybe there'll be a way where I can actually incorporate some of the people who've contacted me onto the show. I will let you know as soon as I know you guys will know, but as of now we haven't figured that out yet. We're trying to figure out when we're going to be filming season two. So, but thank you for everybody who's watched the show. And if you haven't watched tattoo redo on Netflix, check it out. I'm the host. It's a lot of fun. Amazing tattoo artists redo really shitty tattoos. I should be on it. Hi, Jesse May. Uh, podcast. Um, my name is Vanessa. Um, I recently followed you on Twitter, uh, Velvet Picks and Um I'm not sure what to say here, uh, but like they say, uh, you never know until you try. So here I am shooting from the hip. Um, so I saw your show Tattoo Redo while at my ex's house dropping off my kid. And though I don't have Netflix anymore, I do have tattoos and a couple sleeves that are half and poorly done. Um, they have a long story behind them involving my past in art and helping uh, open and run a tattoo parlor for a couple years, um, as well as giving myself tattoos. I have 27, 21 of them I did myself, um, which are kind of overlaid a little bit, so you can't tell. Um, and also involved my coming out transgender. Um, and all coming back to the reason I'd like to try and see if uh, they can be fixed or covered to be more feminine looking, I guess. Uh, anyway, I'm sure you get tons of calls of this nature, um, but I thought it couldn't hurt to try. Thanks again and take care. Uh, I guess I'm going to have to uh, find your podcast to see uh, if you play this and answer me. Um, all right. Take care. Bye. I did play this and I did answer you and I'm texting you right now to let you know that I answered you and it will be on this week's episode. That is, first of all, thank you so much for shooting me a message and, uh, I'm sure your journey as transgender has not been easy and it sounds like you have a lot of fucked up tattoos. Sounds like you got a fun, fucked up life and some fucked up tattoos, and I like it. I like the honesty and the vulnerability. Again, I can't control it, but the more messages I get from you guys, the more I want to be able to have an influence on who's on the show. So I'm going to call Kevin, our, our show runner and our executive producer, and see what we can do to maybe get some of you guys on based off of what you've sent me. I really would love to make that happen for you. So we'll see. And uh, thank you for shooting me a call here and shooting from your hip, which is more feminine now, it sounds. So good for you. Mine's like a 12-year-old Asian boy. Very narrow. 
Jesse May, what's up? My name's Ryan. I'm also from Syracuse, New York. And my question for you is, I don't really have a question. I just kind of wanted to call and say what up. How about this? How about next time you're in Cuse, hit me up and we'll go out and have a drink. All right, peace. You see, ladies, this is a problem. First of all, there's two things about this that I that are a problem, but also great. One is great for him and a problem for me. He's got the confidence to just be like, hey, let's go out for a drink. And the problem is he thinks he can have the confidence to ask me that on the phone call for my podcast. <laughs> so the greatness is also the the, the problem. Um, sir, I've learned my lesson about crossing paths with quote unquote fans in my intimate life and it ain't good it doesn't end up good you know you, you've got to separate it I can no longer date any fans I can only date Brad Pitt so that's that and if I'm in Syracuse I'll be at the change of pace you can get me a vodka soda in the name of Joe Peluso God bless and amen I love your confidence and let's be honest most women like when a man is confident and takes the reins a little bit and can show up and provide and all that. I'm just not, I, I, I can't, you know, uh, the, the shop is closed in that area. Unless David Bautista is a fan of the podcast, unless Brad Pitt is a fan of the podcast or Mr. Mom himself, Michael Keaton. Okay. I will not apologize for my standards. Hey, my name's Kevin. I've uh, done stand-up a few times in the state of Vermont. I was just wondering if you could talk about the uh, your first time ever doing it, because I was uh, scared out of my mind. And uh, you seem to be doing well. Thanks. Bye. What's up, Kevin? Yeah, it was fucking terrifying. Of course. I was 19. It was 30 years ago. Um, almost exactly 30, no wait, 30, how old am I? 39. So 20 years ago. I'm terrible at math. I'll be 39 this week. I can't believe that. That's so wild to me. First of all, I look fantastic. Can we talk about how fantastic I look? But second of all, I can't believe I've been doing this for 20 years. The first time I ever did stand up, I actually have it recorded. I, I'll, I'll put it on for my Patreon. (laughs) I think that would be really funny for you guys to see. I'm definitely not going to put it out for everybody. Not that I'm embarrassed by it. I just don't want to be fucking canceled if there's something terrible on there. I honestly, it was terrifying. I had joined a, this is when I was living in Boston. I had joined a writing group of people who also were interested in starting stand-up comedy. And we wrote together and performed together in an empty room at MIT on an, on uh, MIT's campus in an empty room there a classroom that they weren't using they let us use it we wrote and we all worked our jokes out together and then we had a performance at the end of that I want to say that it was in November of 2009 and I could be wrong I'll have to check it because I think the date is on the actual video I was terrified. I had every single word written down word for word. And I recited it over and over and over. And it was the most terrifying and exhilarating experience of my life. And 
my dad was in the audience. He actually traveled from Syracuse to come visit me in Boston at the time. I was living with my boyfriend, Randall, who you guys have probably heard about if you're committed fans of the podcast, Randall Wooten. I should probably have him on as a guest, shouldn't I? He's a great guy. We're still friends. And my dad came and stayed with us at the time. And I went and did the show. Randall filmed it. My dad watched it and told me how natural I was at it. He, my dad was so hyped for me. And it was terrifying, Kevin. But nothing worthwhile is easy. And if you think about these adventure seekers, these people who do just death-defying things and people who jump out of airplanes and ride bikes along thin ridges of mountains and even people who do the, you know, bull run in Spain. There's something exhilarating about doing something that feels like you're dying. There's a part of life where we go after things that make us feel like that. It's called benign masochism. It's on a lesser level, like when you eat Tabasco sauce or, you know, maybe stand at the edge of a cliff. Well, that's kind of dangerous. It has to be benign. So, you know, Tabasco sauce can't kill you. It's doing things that sort of give you, give you a rush that can't kill you. And then there's like malignant masochism, like standing at the edge of a cliff and jumping out of planes. Stand up is somewhere in between that for me. It's always been this exhilarating challenge. And I really had a thought about this and I've been thinking so much about myself lately and how I occur and how my life has been up into the point up into the point of me having my parents and not having my parents because I feel like those there's been two parts of my life and I'm in the second part of my life right now so far. I really thought deeply about why stand up. Why did I choose stand up? And I settled on the very vulnerable response of I wanted love. I wanted acceptance and I wanted to be understood. And my mom and I spoke about this a little bit and my dad never really knew, I don't think, but there was a lot, a little bit of neglect for me growing up from my parents. I think my mother was doing a lot of managing my father because my father wasn't the most emotionally available man. Can you guys hear how I sound more congested now because of the wine? I can't breathe out of one nostril yet. Here I still am sipping Jesus's juice. It's okay. I'll pop a Benadryl. I'll pop a Benny. I honestly, my mother was, was dealing with not having my father be there for her the way she needed him. And because she was managing him so much, I think I was just sort of, I was sort of neglected. And she discovered this because of a book I left behind that had a passage that I circled on it. And it was Brian Cranston's A Life in Parts, which I recommend. I love autobiographies. And his is fantastic. He's the reason I found Brett Costin, my life coach and therapist. And there was something he wrote about how he discovered acting because of childhood neglect. And, and the result of feeling neglected, he sought out the love he didn't get in performance. He sought out the love he didn't get at home through performing. And I circled that. I, I, I dog-eared that page and I sort of wrote a circle around it and starred it for myself 
and she, I didn't realize this. She read the book and she saw that and said she was sorry if she contributed to that in any way. Just normally I let my emotions out managing them right now in the same way mom managed Joe Peluso. A little bit heavy, a little bit heavy, folks. The wine's making me feel fine. Yeah, so I think I'm saying all this to say that I think I discovered stand-up because of a real neglect that was going on when I was in my formative years. And my relationship with stand-up has changed. Before it was to get love and acceptance, and now it's to spread awareness and love. Before it was to get love, now it's to give love. Before it was to get acceptance, now it's to give awareness and share my experiences. So it's interesting, the shift, and I'm in the middle of this shift right now, creatively and personally. So I think that's another reason why I'm so exhausted because I'm going through such a a change interpersonally and individually that to carry that also out creatively is another endeavor that is exhausting. But I I can't breathe because of the wine and I, I, I'm stuffed up because I'm emotional. <laughs> I've only had half a glass, so I'm not drunk. Um, but I want to thank you, Kevin, for this question, for bringing out some truth and helping me through some emotions. I appreciate you. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's move on real quick so we don't have to be too emotional. Uh, my name is Memory Hold, at least that's what I go by online, and you actually won this week's raffle. Every week I make it a point to go out of my way to say something nice to somebody, so you won this week's raffle. I just wanted to say that not only are you hysterical, but you're extremely attractive, and that being the least of it. Your comedy is hysterical. I only just heard of you this week, and I just wanted to give you some good vibes your way. I do hope you play this on your podcast. Um, I, I have nothing but good things to say about you, and I look forward to diving deeper into your body of work, honestly. And Pizzagate is real. It's not as schizophrenic as most people make it out to be. In fact, most of the people that were brought up in Pizzagate uh, connect to Jeffrey Epstein. So you can find me on Twitter at Memory Hold. That's memory. If you can't spell that, I really can't help you out. Uh, H-O-L-D. Okay, so Jesse May, unironically, keep up the great work. You're doing a good job and you make me smile. You make me fucking laugh fucking hard. Okay. Keep it up. Wow. That there was so much in that message. Uh, did you say your name? I don't know if you said your name, but there was so much in that message and Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks for all the information. <laughs> and the fact that I make you laugh fucking hard makes me fucking happy. Oh, nobody there. Uh, nobody there. Bye-bye. Okay, let's do one more. I'm, sca I'm scared of this one. Thank <laughs> you. 
to love to end it on a butt dial. Thank you, every everybody who called. Thank you. <laughs> just someone's, just someone at the laundromat left their phone open and called me on the podcast. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you for everybody who called in. If you guys want to call in on the podcast, give us a call. Um, 513-916-0930. That's 513-0-my-birthday-096. Oh, uh, sorry, I'm fucking it up. It's 513 and then my birthday, 916. And then my dad's birthday, 0930. Give us a call for an opportunity to have your voicemail or text message read on the podcast or uh, played on the podcast. And if you'd like to send an email, email us old school style, Jesse May Peluso comedy at gmail.com. And I would love to share whatever you have to say on the pod because, you know, we started this with my dad. The first episode was my dad in butthole bleach. You know, we started real cerebral and kept it real and I enjoy it. I really do. It's, it's the one thing where I can work through anything that I'm thinking because it's not necessarily themed, even though we've leaned more into mental health and grief lately, which I think is such an important conversation to have, especially from someone like me, you know, uh, a very young woman in the entertainment industry (laughs) to discuss a topic that otherwise is very clinically discussed. There's not a lot of approachable and relatable ways to discuss grief. So it is something that I'm leaning more into that I'm researching more alongside with Alzheimer's and all of that, because I want to be of service to you guys. And I really want to share my experience. So you guys don't feel so fucking alone in these dark times, but Hey, through all the darkness, there is light, baby. Don't forget it. Hang on, hang on and claw your way through life. You're, you're meant for something and you've got to figure that out yourself. So I honestly am so happy that I was able to open this bottle of wine with my butter knife. I'm glad that someone butt dialed me. That felt really special. And thanks to Kevin and everybody else who called in to have their uh, messages read over the podcast. A couple of you didn't even know that was going to happen. A couple of you were trying to book a fucking tattoo appointment. (laughs) Tattoo redo. Thank you guys so much. I love you. Come see us live. I'll be in Vancouver, September 16th, 17th, and 18th. I will be in Edmonton at West Edmonton Mall with my brother, Marty Caproni. Marty Caproni. I said his name three ways. I'll be with Marty Caproni at West Edmonton Mall, September 23rd through the 27th. So many other tour dates. Wide open tour is wide open. Go to jessiemay.com for tickets. And in this podcast description, I will put the horror link for you to sign up to get paid to watch some horror movies for the month of October, which we will also be doing for BAM as well. So I'll be taking your suggestions for BAM. And if you have any of those, email them at uh, comedy at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much. Find your light. Find your light. It's there. Okay, it may be a flashlight you have to put on in a dark room at a haunted hotel, but it is there. I love you so much. I hope I survive this hotel. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.